Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore G. Vertulli's 2009 TED Talk, Life Lessons Through Tinkering. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. It's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode. Today I'll be exploring G. Vertulli's 2009 TED Talk, Life Lessons Through Tinkering. G. Vertulli uses engaging photos and footage to demonstrate the valuable lessons kids learn at his tinkering school. When given tools, materials, and guidance, these young imaginations run wild and creative problem solving takes over to build unique boats, bridges, and even a roller coaster. I'm really excited to explore this episode with you today, and I would really encourage you to actually check out the video because there are some really great visuals that go along uh, with his presentation. I think there's a lot of application of the lessons he's teaching in the workplace as we try to have more creative problem-solving approaches within our teams and within our organizations. Thanks for joining me, and I'll catch you on the flip side of this first clip. This is the exact moment that I started creating something called Tinkering School. Tinkering School is a place where kids can pick up sticks and hammers and other dangerous objects and be trusted. Trusted not to hurt themselves and trusted not to hurt others. Tinkering School doesn't follow a set curriculum and there are no tests. We're not trying to teach anybody any specific thing. When the kids arrive, they're confronted with lots of stuff wood and nails and rope and wheels and lots of tools, real tools. It's a six-day immersive experience for the kids. And within that context, we can offer the kids time, something that seems in short supply in their overscheduled lives. Our goal is to ensure that they leave with a better sense of how to make things than when they arrived, and the deep internal realization that you can figure things out by fooling around. Nothing ever turns out as planned, ever. (laughs) And the kids soon learn that all projects go awry, (laughs) and become at ease with the idea that every step in a project is a step closer to sweet success 
or gleeful calamity. I love everything about this tinkering school that he put together, starting with just the the general premise uh, and the foundational principle that it's really important to create a safe place where we can trust, in this case, children to work alongside each other with often what would be considered dangerous tools and objects to be creative and problem solving in their orientation and where they can just create and tinker and explore and through an iterative learning process, they can find what works and what doesn't work. I just love that. And so embedded in that is a level of trust that uh, that he and his partner have to have uh, for the children. Of course, there has to be guidance. There has to be um, some some scaffolding that they provide to the, the children, uh, some of them as young as seven years old. Uh, they can't just let them run loose. Uh, they do have to provide structure, but it's loose structure, and largely they allow them to just be creative and explore. In doing this, the children very quickly learn that failure is okay. In fact, it's just part of the process. It's part of the iterative learning process whenever you're doing any project. Every project has problems. Every single uh, project that they start is going to have uh, setbacks, and at times they're going to be derailed, and at times they're going to have to pivot and iterate and move in a different direction. And I love this because, honestly, isn't that exactly what we need to be doing within our organizations? If we want innovative organizational cultures, don't we need to trust our people? Don't we need to give them flexibility and autonomy to tinker and explore and investigate and experiment? Of course, like he and his partner do in the tinkering school, we have to provide structure uh to some extent, we have to provide guidance, mentoring, coaching. We have to provide the scaffolding to help our people be successful in their explorations, but we don't want to overmanage it. We want to allow them the opportunity to explore. And how important is it to create a culture where people don't fear failure? And in fact, where they can reframe the very notion of failure to understand how it's an integral part of the innovation process that we, it, it's not failure, it's actually learning. We learn from things that don't work, we iterate, we try new things, and ultimately, as we keep an open mind and as we try to be creative and interact with others who have other creative and divergent thoughts, that we can come up with really cool solutions to complex problems. It's amazing in this video because, I mean, these are young children, some of them as young as seven years old, and they're creating really cool stuff. And none of these children had these skills before joining this one-week camp. Imagine with children, uh, if you can accomplish this, imagine what you can do with highly skilled, very capable, educated, uh, experienced people within your teams and within your organization when you can just create a safe space for them to explore, to innovate, uh, and to, to try and test things out. We need a lot more of that within our organizations. So think about how you can create your own version of this tinkering school. What would that look like in your organization? What would that look like with your team? How can you help them tinker? How can you help them explore and experiment? I think if we can crack that nut, if we can create that kind of an environment, there's no telling what we can accomplish within our teams. 
excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. We start from doodles and sketches, and sometimes we make real plans, and sometimes we just start building. Building is at the heart of the experience, hands-on, deeply immersed, and fully committed to the problem at hand. Robin and I, acting as collaborators, keep the landscape of the projects tilted towards completion. Success is in the doing, and failures are celebrated and analyzed. Problems become puzzles, and obstacles disappear. When faced with particularly difficult setbacks or complexities, a really interesting behavior emerges. Decoration. <laughs> Decoration of the unfinished project is a kind of conceptual incubation. From these interludes come deep insights and amazing new approaches to solving the problems that had them frustrated just moments before. All materials are available for use, even those mundane, hateful plastic grocery bags can become a bridge stronger than anyone imagined. And the things that they build amaze even themselves. Three, two, one, go! Roller coaster built by seven year olds. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a great pleasure. <laughs> Again, in the second half of his brief TED talk, he's laying out really their approach, and set aside the notion of this tinkering school for children, this one-week camp, this immersive camp, and think about everything he's saying in relation to an organizational setting. Uh, it could be any business. It could be any organization. Think about your own organization, your own team. Pretty much everything he says is exactly the types of things that we can do within our teams. 
in order to foster this kind of an innovative culture, uh, starting with the the uh, drawing process and the design process. Think about design thinking. Think about the how your your team interacts with each other as they're going through those initial stages of coming up with new uh, ideas and the conceptual portion of projects. From there, at times, they start to you know actually put together plans for building whatever the project might be. Uh, but sometimes they just jump right in. They just get going with it. And, and they just start tinkering and they just start f- trying to figure things out, recognizing that, you know, it's a complex problem. They don't have any uh, elegant, sleek solution to it. Uh, if it was easy, other people would have come up with a solution already. And so they just start experimenting and testing things out. Through that process, they realize very quickly that failure uh, is not actually a problem. Uh, it's, it's reframed as learning. It's reframed and celebrated as an opportunity to grow, to gain important feedback and insight as to what didn't work and perhaps what might work the next time. That's exactly what we need to try to do in our teams. And as he continues on in this clip, he just provides more and more examples of the types of uh, activities that we can do uh, within our our teams. And even when a project gets stalled, he, he talks then about the conceptual incubation that can happen just when you're decorating. So you have this project that these kids are working on. It's not working out the way they had hoped. They get frustrated. Uh, it's, it, you know, even pivoting, there's not really going to be a way to, to quote unquote salvage the project, at least with the original intention. And so they just start creatively decorating whatever the project is that they've been working on. And lo and behold, when they start doing that, it incubates further thought and more creative thinking and, and uh, uh, the contextual um, and conceptual process of going through that decorating um, activity actually often has allowed them to come up with new ways that they can utilize that project, perhaps in completely different ways than they'd originally intended. When we look at innovation within organizations, isn't that how it often works? We have an objective from the very beginning. We start to move towards it. It's complex. We try and try and do different things. And ultimately, it's not really working out the way we'd hoped. Um, Sometimes we just scrap it. We just put those things aside. But other times, uh, we, we come up with new products, new solutions that were never part of our initial objective, never the, the original intention, um, simply because of what we learn by going through the process. We could go on and on and on in analyzing this brief video, but ultimately I think it's just so inspiring to see how he does this so effectively with young children. I know that we can do this within our teams at work as well, but we have to help people get out of their own way, out of their own heads, where they fear failure, where they feel looking, they fear looking stupid. They, rather than continually learning and having that kind of a growth mindset, uh, they they want to minimize uh, failure. They want to minimize uh, the the times that things don't work out um, because they want to look good in front of their boss. Well, you're their boss. Make sure that they feel safe, that they feel heard, that they have an opportunity to contribute, and that they understand that iterative learning is part of the innovative process. I, I just love this video. I, I think it's a very simple uh, approach to looking at some really complex challenges of creating a safe and dynamic, innovative work culture. But I know that 
that's something we all want. We want to be able to provide the latest, the greatest product services, uh, customer experience. And we can only do that as we create an environment where people can tinker, where they can experiment. And ultimately, I hope we can all strive to do that more within our organizations and within our teams. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. As always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day, and I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us.